Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message from Lookout Mountain United Methodist Church. We pray that this sermon will engage your mind and that God's Spirit will engage your heart. We also want to invite you to come worship with us on the mountain every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Whether you live close by, have come to visit the Chattanooga area, or just listening online, there is a place for you at Lookout Mountain. Now may God bless you as you hear the word proclaimed. This morning our scripture and sermon will have a slightly different style uh, than usual. It will sound, it is written more as a prayer, uh, but it is not uh, one that you need to keep your uh, eyes closed and head bowed for the next few minutes. Um, Often I speak to you directly uh, and talk in third person about God, and this morning we will talk uh, about ourselves, but talk directly to God uh, through the sermon. Uh, And so uh, I'll invite you to turn to John chapter 20, where we will read verses 19 through 28. And instead of reading it all at once, we will stop along the way. So if you want to pull it up on your phone or in whatever Bible you have with you, uh, you will want to keep that open as we make our way through the text this morning. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. Forgive us, Lord, for the fear that causes us to lock our doors. We choose our safety like those who do not know the truth of your resurrection We fear suffering and harm and death, and so we lock our doors and we lock our hearts. We divide our world into us and them, and we try to lock out the others. We fail to remember how little you valued your own safety, how you did not let fear guide you, Help us to find the courage to unlock our hearts and live lives that risk being with the other. Jesus came and stood among them. Thank you, Lord, for breaking into our lives, for ignoring the walls and doors and locks we use to isolate and insulate ourselves. We try to construct our own little world, but you come and stand among us, drawing our gaze off of ourselves and onto your glory. You call us to see more than what we have planned. And he said to them, peace be with you. Our fear and our locks and our plans will never bring peace. Peace is a gift from you. Peace is your answer to our fear as your voice once calmed the seas in Galilee. Your words calmed the raging sea within us. Your presence in our lives gives us perspective. It is a reminder of what is truly important and that too many of the voices we listen to 
are not worth hearing. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Thank you, Lord, for revealing yourself to us. Thank you for not holding back, for caring more about the truth than perception. We can see your wounds and scars. You do not pretend to be bulletproof. You do not pretend that you avoided pain. On the cross, you were stripped bare and given over to death. Your pain and suffering left scars, which you revealed to your disciples, a sign that you held nothing back. And yet we hide our true selves from everyone. We do not trust one another enough to be honest about our own struggles. We offer you vain words and say what we think you want to hear instead of speaking to you from our hearts. We even hide the truth from ourselves, believing our own lies. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Fill our hearts with joy. Open our lips so that we too may declare your praise. You come offering truth, peace, courage, and freedom. May we celebrate that resurrection is proof that our lives will be made new, resurrected out of the fear and shame and guilt that we hold on to. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. Thank you for speaking twice to us who are so hard of hearing. Let those of us who were not paying attention the last time you tried to give us your peace, take hold of it now. We get distracted, Lord, and yet you are more patient with us than we are with our own. You simply offer your peace to us again and again because we need it again and again. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. Lord, tell us that this is not true. Don't let it be the case. Tell us that you have some remedial mission that you could send us on, something easier, something more for beginners, because we are not ready to be sent. We are not ready to die for others. We are not ready to live for others. You were sent to love both friends and enemies. You were sent to always speak the truth with grace and mercy. You became what you wanted to save, leaving behind all of your glory. We cannot do this, Lord. We need help. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Help has come. Your spirit changes us. It has the power to transform us to be more like you, enabling us to be sent as you were. Only through this spirit can your divine and steadfast love 
be known through humanity. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Lord, you gave us the simplest teaching on forgiveness. If we forgive sin, they are forgiven. If we choose not to forgive, then the sin remains. How hard we try to complicate this, to find loopholes. While you speak plainly of forgiveness, we change the subject to speak about compromise, about responsibility, about learning a lesson. Help us to just forgive. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. How often, Lord, are we not where we should be? Forgive us for choosing our own plans over yours. We choose to go our own way and then act surprised when we can't see you in our own lives. Lord, help us to be where you are. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. Thank you for the other disciples in our lives. Thank you for all who have told us of their encounters with you. They have shared the ways they have seen you and how you have been present for them and blessed them. Their witness encouraged us. So help us to encourage one another. May we also be the other disciples for someone else. May we be bold enough to speak of the times that we have seen you, knowing that through our sharing, your grace can make Christ known to them. But he said to them, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not Believe. Come back, Lord. As encouraging as the testimony of others can be, there are times when we must see for ourselves. Forgive the arrogance of this request, but secondhand faith is not enough. We want to know you, Lord, to be close enough to touch you and feel you. A week later, the disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. God, we give you thanks for this community of faith, for your church around the world, and for this congregation right here. May we always be a place of welcome for doubters and skeptics. If we cannot embrace those who are not on the same page as us, then the name Christian is a cruel lie. Although the doors were shut, open our doors, open our hearts, open our minds. We are not the gatekeepers. We are the sheep. Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. A third time you offer peace. 
You barge in again and again. You break into our lives every day, Lord. You never leave us alone. We cannot hide from you. Your grace will always find us. Your mercy will never relent. And we are always in need. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands and reach out your hand and and put it in my side. We thank you, Lord, that you do not rebuke our doubt. You do not chastise us for questions. When we question your existence, when we question your wisdom, when we question your church, when we question everything, you respond by offering to us your very self as the answer. Do not doubt, but believe. You long for us to believe. You long for us to touch you, to know you, to be in a relationship with you. You do not fear our questions. Our doubts do not offend you. They only spur you to draw nearer and share more of yourself with us so that we might have faith. You are the faithful one. You are steadfast. You believe in us because you created us in your own image. We lose sight of you. And we lose sight of your image within us. But you are faithful. And your grace is always calling for us to open our eyes and see you. To open our arms and touch you. To open our hearts and believe you. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God, you are my Lord, our creator, our redeemer, our sustainer. You are our friend. You are our God. You draw near to us again and again. You burst into our lives. You speak to our hearts. You give us your holy peace. And then you send us out into the world to love as you loved. Your grace is inescapable. Your mercy is unavoidable. Your love is uncontrollable. You answer all of our fears and our doubts with your loving embrace. Like children who are afraid of what might be hiding in the closet, we cry out and we yell and we shout no in the darkness. But you come into our room and you hold us in your loving embrace and you whisper peace to our souls. You give us rest for the upcoming day and its adventures. You are our father and mother, our grandfather and grandmother who care for us, who love us, who always come when we need you. You are the one who is always there, my Lord and my God. Amen.